Welcome to In the Hot Seat, Series 2 of the Hospo Health Podcast. I'm Sherry Ring, Chief Happiness Officer of the Tasmanian Hospitality Association and the lead coach for Hospo Health. We have some fantastic guests lined up again for this series, and we'll be getting their take on preventative health and wellbeing from a leadership perspective and what they personally do to keep on top of stress and pressure. Remember to check us out at www.hospohealth.com.au. Thanks for tuning in to In the Hot Seat. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Sherry Ring. I'm the Chief Happiness Officer for the Tasmanian Hospitality Association. Today I'm joined in the hot seat by Steve Old, the CEO of the Tasmanian Hospitality Association, and Christine Finnegan, the CEO of Jack Jumpers. Hi, guys. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Christine. I see Christine most days, so <laughs> I've been involved in the Jack Jumpers, so this will be good. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it as well. Christine, I might start with the first question I, I always ask our guests, and that's about well-being. So I, I want to know what it means to you from a professional and a personal perspective, and what does it look like? What does it feel like for you? Hang on a minute, Sherry. Are you trying to dodge the topic here? Because normally we start off with what exercise we've done for the day. So the fact you've skipped this, are you trying to tell me that you didn't actually do anything this morning? Because I went to the gym this morning. Did you do anything? Steve, look at this face. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the gym this morning pumping iron. How about you, Christine? I've already done about an eight or nine K walk around the city and to and from work. So yeah, certainly got a bit of exercise in us already. Yeah, Lucky, because Chris- Steve would have given you a hard time by the sounds no, of that. No, I see Christine walking, walking around all the time, and she lives <laughs> in the city, so she's always walking. I saw her last night walking back up to the office, so she's walking around all the time. Oh, good. So you can, you can vouch for me that I was actually doing that <laughs> at 9 o'clock last night. And you had the yeah. phone to yeah. you. Actually, I see you out walking a bit as well, Christine. Well, I barely use my car here because I just love walking, and I think Hobart streets are just made for walking. And I just, I, I'm always taking in the beautiful architecture, and I just part of the real joy of um, living in Tasmania and Hobart for me has been the fact I can literally walk everywhere. Yeah, and I mean, look at the views that we have wherever we go. Yeah, I'm pretty spoiled. I live at Salamanca, so just you know, being able to walk around this beautiful part of it. But it's also game day for me today, and I, I'm not kidding. I usually do about 10k at game day, just walking around the arena, saying hi to people, yeah. um, checking in on my staff, and all the rest of it. So today's going to be a big day on the old steps. That's great. Now you can go back to your original question. Okay, Christine, back to my original question on well-being. What does it mean to you? Well, it's very cliche, I guess, but it's really healthy mind, healthy body. And for me, if I don't exercise, I don't feel great. I sleep better and I feel better about myself mentally if I exercise. So I usually try to start the day with some exercise. I have a lot going on, lots of different things that I deal with during the day. So I use that period in the morning just to clear my head and get that fresh air into me before I get to work. It's mainly revolved around walking, but I do love to run as well. And depending on how the body feels, I'll give a bit of a jog a go. And recently moving to Salamanca, I've joined a gym so that'll be part of it. Mentally what I do is I put really good friends around me so I spend a lot of time on the phone for work during the day and when I get home at night I really love to get what I call my personal board around me, the people that I love the most that care about me that I can debrief my day with and talk about life. I love that. I heard someone else mention their personal board recently and I thought oh I really really like that. Yeah I think you know I talk about this a lot you know personal boards and professional boards are different things and 
professional boards are people that can influence your career and really help you with your career and, and help you guide you on your next steps. And I've had some amazing people on my professional board, um, such as Craig Bellamy, Larry Kesselman, and, and people that have really cared about where I'm going next. But your personal board are the ones that will pick you up when you're not feeling great. And they care about you as an individual. Yeah. They care about if, all the other things that really matter these people care about and they they tend to know the ins and outs of you they know your, your strengths and your weaknesses so you know you can tap into them when you really need to yeah it's really important it's good answer. Oh, i've heard that before so I'm, i'll write that down yeah <laughs> i wonder who's going to be the chair of your board steve your personal board well lisa will probably want to be the chair of it but uh <laughs> or victoria actually victoria might want to chair that one <laughs> so christine we're talking to leaders from a range of industries for in the hot seat something i'm really keen to hear is what sort of positive actions you take when you're feeling overwhelmed? So what helps you feel less stressed and recharges you? Oh, look, I think for me, it's my family. I've been um, very lucky and very fortunate to grow up in a really stable family. I have two sisters, a brother. My parents are still with us. And for me, my older sister is kind of my role model and that person that I know I can always reach out to. So she balances me. So it's generally a, a bit of a chat with her. And and that really seems to work for me. Um, she, she has this amazing ability to calm me down. But as I've gone on my leadership journey, and especially even in the three years here, I've really grown into the fact that the best leaders are calm leaders. So yeah. I've really tried with anything that we faced in, in our jobs to show some calm leadership. And, you know, you know, there are times I revert to type and I do get a little bit agitated, <laughs> but on the whole, I do try. The one thing I also I've got is great perspective. I work in a job that brings so much joy to other people yeah. and, and myself. So when things get tough for me in my job, they're really, they're fun, tough things to deal with. Like grand final tickets, the system's crashed. I mean, we're in a grand final, yeah. so there's, there, there's a positive. So I really try to have great perspective around that because people are dealing with some much heavier things in their lives and their jobs. And, and I really, really have to balance myself and, and even myself out. That was a big message from Larry to I remember when we first started. Christian was about when they when he when people go to watch basketball, he wanted them to zone it. It was everyone's equal. We go to the stadium, whether you you're a businessman, you're a you know um, a little child, whatever. You go there and you scream for an hour and a half, and you just be everyone's just the same and stuff. And obviously, I've been very lucky being on the Jack Jumpers board to work with Christine and she does have a great balance she does get fired up at times and we do so but the one thing about Christine too is she, when she does fire up or whatever she'll quickly come back and if she's gone off at someone wrong she'll apologise and it's an interesting environment the professional sport because you've been around a long time haven't you Christine you've been in rugby in a lot of yep. let's call male dominated yep. sports to be a female that's obviously been tough as well mm. it has I mean I don't think as a female because you work in those environments you have to act tougher or you have to be more bolshy or whatever so I've always tried to be my authentic self and unfortunately for others I'm Italian and Irish so that when they combine and they fire <laughs> up I can tell you that is one fiery combination so as Steve said you know I am the type of person that can say my piece but five minutes later I move on and sometimes I realize why everybody else hasn't because I have so it's something that I've also had to work on is, is is just really being able to calm myself in that situation and also realize that it's how people feel when you leave the room that matters so making sure that if those situations arise that we've calmed the situation before we do. So is there a place that when you've you've had enough of basketball or whatever, it's got to be tough, is there a place that you can go to that makes you calm down, you just go, well, I'm, I'm here now? 
is there a place like that for you and where is it? Oh, look, I've got to say, I've fallen a little bit in love with Orford and the East Coast here in Tassie. I think there's something beautiful and tranquil and calm about it. I mean, ideally, Cradle Mountain's probably my favourite place in Tasmania, but it's not exactly a weekend drive or, you know, you can't go there, you know, for a short time. So, you know, the fact you can go 45 minutes here and be in a beautiful secluded beach. I, I even like Seven Mile Beach. Sometimes I'll drive myself down there and just walk along and... I'm just always captivated by the beauty here. And yeah. sometimes I FaceTime my friends in Canberra and Melbourne and I'll go, look at this. And they'll say, oh, you're away for the weekend. I'm saying, no, I'm at Kingston Beach. It's like 10 minutes from my house. And yeah. it's just stunning. So water for me has always been the, the, the thing that calms me the most. Yeah, it's a common answer too, isn't it, Sherry? We've had is yes. water. It's just that, and it's amazing how much people go to the East Coast. <laughs> well, we've got, you know, some of the most beautiful coastlines in the world. 100%. The beaches and water, beautiful. Now, I know a bit about this being on the ball, but obviously from a workplace perspective, what sort of programs and things do you put in place at the Jack Jumpers to, to, to look and care about the welfare of the staff? And I know looking at it, th- th- there's a lot of uh, emphasis on long hours or out hours, a bit like hospitality, that you're working weird hours. How do you uh, get the Jack Jumpers staff to feel good? What sort of health and wellbeing things do you put in place there? It's a really interesting question because you focused uh, a little earlier on my career in sport. And it's interesting, you work in healthy environments, you work in high performance environments. And you don't actually focus on that for yourselves. You focus on it for your athletes and for everybody else. And we've really recognised it, the Jack Jumpers, I think particularly because it's been a whirlwind of three years and we've got a very small core team. And so the hours we ask of our people are sometimes, you know, you could be working 80, 90 hours a week. And we've recognised that we need to put wellness programs in place and and to that end, we've just brought in a actual wellness into the title of one of our staff who actually has to think about wellness as part of her job. Every month we have Wellness Month, which um, has a different theme. And it can be anything from financial fitness, helping people learn how to budget, you know, because mentally that can fatigue you too if you're not doing that well. But we think about a different theme every month and we really try to activate that across the business. We've just recently brought in other things like on Wednesday, there's to be no meetings between certain times and staff are encouraged or if not demanded to get out of the office, take Mm. a walk between the hours of 12 and 2. We don't like seeing people at their desks. And that's, I guess, to change a culture that we've had is that people are attached to their desks, they eat their lunch at their desks and there's no fresh air. And I think that becomes very, very unhealthy for the mind and the body. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you've done that. I did see that on LinkedIn. Yeah, we have five strategic pillars to our business and one of them is a great place to work. And yes, we've got a great product that we put on the court, etc. But being a great place to work is much more than that. So that's, I guess, one of the one of the new initiatives we've brought in to address that. Yeah, well done, Christine. So Hospital Health focuses on preventative health and wellbeing, which is something we felt was really lacking in the industry. I'm just really interested to hear your thoughts on this and how you think that this type of preventative approach can be rolled out in other industries and also other parts of the community. Look, I think education is the key. I mean, obviously, sport is one of those vehicles that is a great message for for these kind of things, for for health organisations and also preventative health messages. So, you know, for us, I think we can play a greater role in that, um, not just internally in our business, but externally by being storytellers around preventative health and what people can do to have better and healthier lifestyles. And I'd really like to look into that as to how our platforms can help tell stories, because obviously we haven't done a lot of that. We we focus very much on ovarian cancer and we will for many years to come. Um, However, there's certainly an opportunity for us to talk about other things as well on our platforms and an area for growth for our business. Yeah, that's so exciting and really necessary, I think, in this day and age. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, preventing it is better than curing it, isn't it? Absolutely.
the shift in focus that we've seen over the last five to 10 years on workplace mental health is really significant. Where do you think this is heading? So what, where do you see us being in five to 10 years in workplaces? Look, I think it's changing already. I mean, this whole mental health space is, it's far more accepted now than it was. I mean, I think, you know, you, you actually had to have a physical injury or have a very audible cold not to be able to come to work in, in you know, even five or 10 years ago. But now we actually understand that if people are having a tough time mentally, that there's opportunities, it's, there's leave sources in place for people to be actually take a mental break. And I think, I think awareness has been a great thing in this space and I think the awareness will continue to help it develop in terms of how we care for it. So the more aware we are of, of what the implications can be of poor mental health, I think the better we'll get at caring for it. And um, certainly in our workplace, we encourage our people if they're not feeling great to either work from home if that's yeah. you know a space that they feel happier in or calmer in or just take the day off altogether. And um, my staff absolutely know that their mental health is paramount to to us at the Jack Jumpers. Certainly something they can talk about to any one of us and put your hand up. And if you need a bit of a help, we'll always we'll always seek it out for them to give assistance. Look, I think even things like this is part of it. You know, having leaders in these conversations and in the hot seat with Hospo Health talk about mental health and we've had people you know talk about their own mental health struggles as well from a leadership position is it's so important for people to hear because there is still stigma attached to mental health and particularly at that sort of senior level yeah look I totally agree and and the reason I'm in Tasmania is because I needed a circuit breaker from my life and I needed to make some some physical and mental changes and and I came here and took a really easy job and (laughs) (laughs) and I came here and 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 just being able to take yourself out of an environment and do something different really helps your mental health. But there was no doubt in that period, heavy lockdown in Melbourne, second lockdown, massive changes in my life. And I really felt like I was you know, directionless and I needed to create some direction in my life. And I think, I think if we're all honest, we all go through periods where we're not feeling great. And I think, but if you can dig deep and get yourself out of it, then you know you can help others when they go into that space as well. So it's not something I talk about all the time, but it's certainly something one-on-one. If people come to me and they're having struggles, I'm happy to share my own with them. And and I think that's really helpful when people can talk about their own experiences. It does make them more open and more vulnerable to, to, yeah. to certainly talking more. Yeah, 100%. And I... Uh I ask everyone this, Christine, so we'll go through. I reckon I know a couple of those answers, but we'll see how close I get. So I ask everyone this quick fire five. It's, they're just some short, quick uh, questions with short answers. But I'm, I said one or two I reckon I might get. I'll be interested in the other couple. So what is the vegetable you like the least? Well, actually, it was it was Brussels sprouts all my life, but there's a new well, new way of cooking Brussels sprouts that seems to be way more acceptable and palatable. So, but there I'll you stick go. With, yeah, I'll sh- stick with Brussels hey, sprouts. She still said, oh. she still yeah. with Brussels you, sprouts. Yeah. yeah, and I've said it in a lot. Lots of people so. say it, but yeah. I really push yeah. for the Brussels sprouts at Bawa. Have you tried those? Oh, no, but they're the sort of things that yeah. I'm talking about. They've become kind of okay to eat. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. Not the way my mum cooked them. Yeah, no, I'm not sure that. What's your guilty pleasure? What What do you think? I would have said a wine or a champagne. A glass of Pinot Noir. Yeah, see. Tasmanian Pinot Noir. Got one. What song gets you moving? I love I Am Woman, Helen Reddy. I just think, I don't know, it's such a motivating, working in the space I do, and there are days when you know you've got to get up as a woman and go and face another tough day. I put her on loudly, and she, she inspires me to get out of the house and get moving. That's a great song, Joyce. Yep. I reckon I know the, it's either this one or the next one but what makes you happy 
Oh, my son, Ben. I knew it. I love him. Yes, I knew that. <laughs> he was either going to be this one or the next question, so I just thought it would be one of them. So, yeah, no, I knew it. Uh, one thing in your life that you are really grateful for. Ben. Yeah. I have the most beautiful 20-year-old son, and um, I drive everyone at work nuts talking about beautiful Ben. But, you know, you can learn so much from young people, and you talk about your personal board. Well, he's the chair, like, and he's amazing, and... Uh, he, he's been so supportive. I left him as a 17-year-old because I needed a circuit breaker in life and he's been my champion and really behind me in everything I've done. So every time I have a good moment and something to celebrate, the very first call I make is Ben and, and he's cheering loudly for his mum on the sideline. Yeah, knew oh, that one. I Dealing with Christine, you knew that one. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, I've been putting out a bit of a challenge, Christine, to everyone. So we're going to be doing a Hospo Health Leaders Challenge in November. This could be difficult. We'll have to look at the day for you. But um, there's going to be a lot of competition, a lot of teamwork, a bit of problem solving, but mostly just a hell of a lot of fun. We've got to, we're challenging all different teams to come along. It's the 22nd of November. Can we count on you and a Jack Jumpers team? You come sure along? can. Yeah, we love. Oh, there's so many people in the office that love a bit of competition. What's well, up at Swisher Academy? So we might have to cut the shoot now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, too funny. yeah. <laughs> we got a bit of talent in there, a bit of a bit of varied athletic talent in there. But um, one thing I've noticed is when we, whenever we put a competition in front of people, front or back office, everybody's in it. To win it. There you go. We're another <laughs> good team. So they're, they're going to be tough to uh, beat. You know what? I'm signing us up. <laughs> they're going to be tough to beat. Christine, thanks so much for chatting with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. The HOSPO Health Program is brought to you by the Tasmanian Hospitality Association. I'm Sherry Ring. Thanks for listening to today's podcast and I'll catch you next time.